You're listening to season four of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I'm so happy you are here. After planning events and working in the marketing industry with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs for almost 20 years, along with personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm talking with my friend, Tammy Zudnick, co-founder of The Well Collaborative, as well as Inner Illum Creative Retreats and a master photographer for over 20 years. Tammy and I first met 20 years ago when she was photographing weddings and I was planning weddings right here in Saskatoon and the rest is history. Tammy has been a part of many of my major life moments, including photographing the birth of my firstborn daughter, Cassidy, which was such an incredible experience to have her photograph. In 2018, Tammy's lifelong vision came to fruition when she opened the Well Collaborative, a membership-based community advancing women through connection and growth. She currently leads workshops, mentors women, facilitates events, and manages a staff. Tammy is passionate about creating space for women to do it their way. She is fiercely stubborn when it comes to women's agency. Tune in to part one of two as we chat all about amplifying women's voices and learning to create space to share your story. Hello, Tammy. You're here. Hi, I'm with you. I am so happy to have you on the show. Do I wish that we were sitting on our deck, having a glass of wine, recording this? Yeah, sure. Someday that will happen. But for now, this will have to, this will have to do. And it's so, so nice to see you. <laughs> it's so funny. I do still feel like we're together, even through Zoom. It, it feels good to me once I'm in it. Yes. Some, I think, Will, we were talking about this before we jumped on to It's like sort of like sometimes the anticipation of it that you're like, oh boy, like it's been a day and I have to go on a Zoom. Like those, like different than like, oh good, I get to go meet up with a friend for a glass of wine. Like different vibes, but I totally agree. I still, even though I don't ever want to admit the number of hours I have spent on zoom in the last year. Um, cause that would be a very, very gross number to say out loud. It has actually, I've been pleasantly surprised and it's actually re it's made me reimagine and like understand a little bit more how really an experience is created. And it's not just, it's not just how, like, it's just, it's really made me think a lot about gathering and a lot about how there is a certain feel and an energy and a way about it, no matter whether you are really in person or not, because I have had certain experiences on zoom that haven't felt not, not on a podcast sense, but just meetings or like different interactions that haven't had that kind of feel. And then other ones that are similar and they should feel the same, but somehow just feel so good. And it's, what's going on here? Sorry. I'm yeah. 
That's okay. You know what? I am grateful that your puppy is on your end of the screen and that it's not on mine sitting on your deck, jumping up on me. Cause I know you, I know you love me anyways, despite my lack thereof. I know. Love poor animals. If you're listening and not watching the podcast, my dog is chewing on my fingers right now on the screen. So yeah. maybe tune into the video. So I don't know when this is going to end, but it could end in a few minutes. Hopefully. Um, well, I, I am so excited to hear this story again. This is not going to be a new story for me, but for my listeners who are listening today, who have not had the pleasure of hearing your background and you've come from such a, you and I met like 20 years ago, you're a wedding photographer du jour. I'm wedding planner du jour. <laughs> and we got to hang out at lots of festivities together and um, in the wedding planning days and wedding photography days. And we've just stayed close friends and have just been through a lot together. And it's so cool to see how your story has evolved and um, as I was moving back to Saskatoon in 2017, right at the cusp of when you were launch, getting ready to launch the well, mm -hmm. um, it was sort of just interesting how our paths kind of like reconnected at a time when there was just a lot of change happening. And so it's been so fun to see this beautiful process unfold. But I want to hear from you how this whole vision of the well. And for those listening who are like the well, like what the heck are we talking about here? We are going to get into all of that a little bit later because you need to hear this. You need to hear what the well is all about because if you haven't been a part of it or ever attended anything there or seen on social what's going on and you're like, what is this? Like, I don't quite understand. Isn't, aren't there these types of like women's groups or business groups everywhere? Like what's different about yeah. this? Just you wait. Is this, this like is, a utopian cult? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, totally. Like, do I belong there? Do I not belong there? The answer is yes, you do. And we're going to hear the stories straight yeah. from the founder herself. Like it, it can't get much more real than this. <sighs> so it is, it is in full transparency. It's, there's two of us who started it. I have grown it um, in the past three and a half years, but there were two of us who started it and laid vision for it. So the vision for the well came from, I'm going to bring, sorry, I'm going to bring it to the Bible. It comes from John 4. If we're just totally going back to the roots. You are able to bring it to your, your truth and your roots. I okay, love it. Thank you. Thanks. So it really started with John 4. There's this woman at the well. She's had a rough life. This girl has a lot of partners, a rough life. And she's at the well drawing water and Jesus shows up and he is like, Hello, woman. <laughs> he was like, woman at the well. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and um, he comes to the well, and there's this woman there, and he speaks with her. And traditionally, that would not have been allowed. You wouldn't have had Jesus speak to a Samaritan woman. And she says, Why are you talking to me? And he's and he actually says to her, like, I know everything you've done, and it's it's okay, it's okay. Like, no judgment. And I think there's just something about there's like this fear in us sharing our stories for someone what will happen when they hear the truth and then what will they say about me and what will they think about me and what will they take away and spread about me and if I really share who I am they're going to see the bad and then they're not going to like me like there's just so much mm -hmm. in that for me so when she feels like oh he knows everything 
and it's fine. That was something that we read in a magazine when we were trying to figure out what the name for our community was going to be. So I, I had this like, you know, in, in prayer and meditation, I had, saw this W. I was like, W, I don't know. I'm not really into this like whole vision stuff. <laughs> and Tamara's like, that's so funny because I opened up my, opened up my magazine and it was the story of the woman at the well. And I was like, well, that's what it is. We just knew that's what it was, right? W, well, like, and, yeah. and either way, it's such a good name because of all the teach, all the merch we can do. And like, oh, it's just endless. And you couldn't even have predicted that at the time, right? No, no, that was like not in our plan at all. In fact, our plan at the time was to have a studio for photography for her and my business that we could share with other women and we would rent it to them to pay our rent. And then we would have coffee and connection. We would have this like table gathering where we all share our stories like at the well and when the women would go draw water and they would draw water around the well and, and I'm sure they were like laughing and talking because men were men were never around there except that one time but um <laughs> traditionally men were never around there so we we always were like Scott come get the dog she's being so bad oh good savior thank you um so I'm like the worst guest for you you're good you're, so you're good. You're okay. back in business. You, you can come as you are here. Thank you. Um, so we would, we thought, well, why don't we like charge a really low community price, like a price, and then people can just come to Coffee and Connection every month, yeah. every week, or however often we want to host it. At that time, there was no schedule. It was whenever we had this inkling, a feeling like we needed to have Coffee and Connection. But right away, we had like 25 members or something, boom, right off the bat. Women wanted it. They wanted to come around the table and share. And our rules were like, no judgment, safe space. We would have a topic and we would share vulnerably. So mm -hmm. Mara or myself would start, and this has always been the way it's been done at the well, start and we would set the tone. So the more honest and vulnerable we were, the more there was room for everyone else mm -hmm. to open up. And we just laid it on the table. And, and we have done that. And I think like women were, I would say women were craving what we were offering. It's harder. It's a bit trickier now with COVID. Yes. But that was the foundation. That's where we started. So we started with this, just this idea that women would come and share their stories and through listening to each other's stories. And we were just talking about this before we started, mm -hmm. women would grow, see themselves reflected in other women's stories. Mm -hmm you would just by listening and not trying to like prove them they're wrong or try to like fix them or tell them there's a better way or say, oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, one up them. Totally. <laughs> With just removing all of that, women learn to listen well, to be curious, to remain curious and open. And then, and then when it came to their turn, I mean, I remember we've had women who couldn't even say a word, they just cry. Mm -hmm. they've just never experienced that before and it was really profound and I didn't feel like anyone else was doing that what we were doing well and that's exactly it like I mean after being in the business community for like tw almost 20 years there hasn't ever been anything that I have been a part of from a and I mean, business community personal community whatever like same kind of thing where like I've been a part of different 
friendship circles and different things of things, you know, where you like share and you're close and whatever, but from a sense where there's like this hybrid between life and business and sort of everything is fair game on the table. Yeah. Just different. This is not like a, Oh, let's go hand out our business cards and like connect. Like it's not, that's the only way you can just, you described it perfectly. And you know what, throughout COVID now I've had those exact same experiences, even though it's on zoom. I think it's harder for me because um, I'm so invested as the mm -hmm. owner and wanting to, you know, once those early days, once, you know, six months in losing, you're losing, I'm losing a business partner. hundred percent. I'm trying to figure out rent. How do I pay the lease? Um, this business is ending. This one is start like, Mm -hmm. um, I've been a little too invested to get those same effects that I would have early on. Right. But one thing I do want to know, cause you mentioned with friends, like, so, so often you'll be, you'll have a group of friends that you've known for a long time and that's great. But I would say the hard thing about that is they already have an opinion of you. They have a bias mm-hmm. and they have something, they have something to lose. So right. friends don't always give you, um, they don't always listen the same and mm-hmm. they may not believe you the same let's say you've changed or you've thought of something new having like a group of women around the table who really don't know you and have no expectations of you and you don't owe them anything that is magic that's like gold no one comes with a friend to the well everyone comes on their own which I find highly fascinating because we could barely go to the bathroom on our own far we've come (laughs) yeah no one wants to bring a friend they come on their own it's fascinating. And they, it's like they come and they all know that they're there for a shared purpose mm-hmm. and a shared reason. And they, they know it's already, the table's been set. They know what to expect. But that is like, that comes back to what I was talking about, about gathering earlier. Like there is a level of, and you don't want to call them rules and regulations because everybody box at rules and regulations, but yeah, ultimately yeah. they can be unspoken. They can be spoken but I feel like that brings safety to a, a gathering or an event where it doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be, you can't do this. You can't do that, like that type of thing. But when there's things that are just creating a circle of safety um, in a space, those rules and regulations become sort of a healthy place where people can show up as they are because it's safe. It's like, you're having, like, you're being parented. <laughs> you're being like cuddled. <laughs> people thrive. It's funny. Like people actually thrive within a controlled environment. Like with Yes. Them. And most people would verbally say they don't like that, yeah. but they don't actually realize the feeling of what it brings when they are in that. Cause everyone knows what it feels like to be in a chaotic environment. Yeah. Pick that out. I was just in that. And now it's <laughs> let us reflect to 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's at peace now. Yeah. But everybody I knows. Did you did not, I did not hurt my dog. My dog is fine. Yeah. She just doesn't like when no I know animals were harmed in the making. No animals were harmed in the making. Just podcast, please. We don't want to get Kim in trouble that way. So I want to. I want to then. Okay. So now that you've so COVID hit and obviously poof, explosions and everyone's trying to just figure out their life and business and there's just so much. So in the middle of this all, I mean everything stayed like the well was able to kind of very quickly edit a lot of things online, like everybody else, but it really worked. I mean, I was not in the thick of it. 
So outsider looking in as a member really felt very seamless. It really felt very like this just happened. You've pivoted. Things can happen online. And yeah, sure. Everyone was sad that they couldn't connect in person yeah. like everything it's else in the world. But it's still good. You know what? We, we were ready. We knew how to, I had people to help, you know, like I had to lay off two employees. So in the past year, I had to immediately lay off two employees right at the start. And I decided I was just going to take on all these coffee and connections. Like how long is that going to last? <laughs> I'm just, I was like, you know what? These women need it. Let's do it every night. Let's have a different theme that, that started. We did start with these different specific themes and stuff. And we offered it like way more often just because people just needed to connect. They needed to like work through what was going on. Right. And it was, it was great for that. It wasn't sustainable, but it was great. Well, and but, you like keeping your groups to a certain size also. Yeah. So that's the other piece, right? Like, sure. If you wanted to have like 80 people on, but that's not really a safe space anymore. <laughs> no, it gets, it gets too big and it's yeah. not managed well. And, um, so I ended up hosting a whole bunch. I was just like, we understand zoom. Our women already understand zoom. Cause we would host um working well our business workshop on it for women who couldn't be there in person so we were used to that platform already and we just right away started hosting everything everything online and as much as we could for connection and all these different themes and that was great and that lasted for a while and then um summer came and people you know started to go out a bit more and then I thought I reflected in summer and I was like I can't do this anymore as it is. So one thing that happened was when COVID hit, it was like a huge sigh of relief for me. We were the, the direction the well was going was not sustainable. I couldn't, it was, we were offering way too much, um, you know, even for the cost and all these things with our memberships. So we were, we have memberships. So it, we wanted to take it all online. So honestly, it was COVID was like the lightning bolt that like you wanted to have happen. Unfortunately, it had to be a world pandemic, but it was awful. But for we, we needed the world to shut down so we could get our, you know, what figured out mm-hmm. for, for, for me anyways. Um, so I decided I, okay, I'm not going to stay in the same space because we have a physical space too. And then also the online community, but we're like 90, our programming is like 90% online. So we have women who do not live here in Saskatoon, lots of members who don't live here. Um, and I was not going to keep doing it alone. Those are two really key things I realized like in summer. What made you feel, besides the fact that you were just getting burnt out and obviously like you have family, you have a photography business, this is not the only thing going on in your world. And regardless, even if it was, this is not sustainable to sort of like keep putting all of yourself into that. But what, I feel like this happens a lot for, I mean, for everybody, but just speaking to women here, I feel like it happens a lot where you get into these situations where you feel like you're coming to this head of something. You can feel it. You can feel it inside. You can feel the things around you feel chaotic. You're maybe more stressed out or emotional or just irritable and feeling like things aren't really working in a way. And, and that stays for a period of time. I'm not just talking about having a bad day. Like, it was like six months. For that's me. right. It stays for a period of time. I feel like it takes a lot. And if you haven't been through something like this before, when this happens the first time, you sort of are like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this? And then if it has happened before, I think you slowly start to trust yourself more and yes. more as to what to listen to and how to change stuff. But that still doesn't necessarily make the actual change 
or figuring out what the next steps should be any easier. You just know something's got to give. You don't know what it is. What for you, were you able to kind of identify and listen to, like you, you mentioned like, okay, here are a few like deal breakers. This can't be this way anymore. This can't be this way anymore. And you were able to kind of pinpoint the like hard parts. How did you finally just sort of take the step and be like, okay, no, like even if this, maybe even if this means everything has to shut down for good, say la vie, that's just what has to happen then in order for me to be able to be true to what I know has to happen. I think it's, uh, I realize it sounds so simple, but I think it would be most women's, most women would relate to this. I just, I think I decided that I mattered. Hmm. I, I've never really been one. And this is interesting because with my new therapist, I would say in our first session, we worked through all of this, how much every single thing I do aligns with the fact that I learned at a very young age that um, I earned my worth Mm. Um, under age five. I had to please my caregiver. um, And this is a long story, but I had to like, please my caregivers, essentially my daycare lady. And she, I would be rewarded with lunch, like things, right? So I have this like traumatic experience under age five. And I have decided that, um, that I don't matter, but making sure everyone else is, is happy will make me matter. So I decided in summer that I mattered. So I think I hit enough of a wall to, to realize that I've just, this has been the last year of, of journey of like, oh, I matter like oh what does that look like well how does that play into decisions I make and I'm still figuring that out now but I would say it's as simple as that I thought the business doesn't matter more than me I think I just hit a bit of a wall and a bit of a going okay this has been fun but (laughs) now what thanks but no thanks (laughs) like it's fun but that's not enough. I need to make some good choices. I have to say, did not understand how big the well was or would become, or even will become when in any way, when we started it. Well, and it was such a fast growth that, yeah, like you, you don't want to make this huge contingency plan of like, oh, wow, this, I mean, and some people do, and some people are good with that. And I'm a big dreamer too. So I'm all for like the big dreams, but I'm also like a realist where I like to sort of just like, okay, well, let's hit this and like make the goal attainable and okay, good. And then we'll dream bigger from there. And then we'll dream bigger from there. But this was a fast couple years of things really escalating at the well And how do you keep, like, you can't know that when you first start. And it's sort of a constant state of like, okay, now this is happening. What do we do? Okay. Now this is happening. What do we do? Right. The well has a dream of its own and I am (laughs) on the train. I have said yes to the freight train. I've jumped on it and it's been like that since the start. And it's still like that. Like you think of six months ago, I was solo owner of the corporation in an, in a different space. And now we're in a brand new space, twice the size, pretty much. And I have four owners. And that's a whole nother shift and change. I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to let you in on the Well by Obama magazine. This is such a beautiful, beautiful 
intentional, slow living journal style magazine for everyone learning to slow down, hoping to connect, grow, find joy, peace, and be fulfilled. It is a reuse, resourceful magazine. The purpose of this journal style magazine is to guide you in living a simplified and joyful lifestyle no matter the season you find yourself in. It contains scripture verse study prompts, recipes, lifestyle tips, journaling prompts, and a scrapbook session. Each issue of the journal can be revisited again and again as you seek to slow down. You will find words of encouragement and be able to savor the changing seasons in your life. Listen to the nudges as you are led to grow in abounding joy and peace in your life. For a limited time, you can pre-order and receive two of these amazing magazines for the price of one so that you can gift a friend and encourage them. For only $30, you receive two magazines. Peek your curiosity today and give this incredible magazine a chance. Now, back to the show. And I want to dig into that because that is a whole nother shift. So I feel like you're coming from this past summer where you've made decisions where you literally could have been very close to the place of like, okay, this just isn't supposed to happen anymore. It's done. I think bankruptcy, with COVID, we faced bankruptcy. We yeah. had to get government help. We, we say we were like right there. It was like, we were right. It was a decision. Do I declare? Do I keep going? And mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to fight for it, that it was worth it. I'm not done with it yet. I love it. And I'm not done. And I, I'm glad I made that decision because that's the only way I could have the mental staying power. Mm-hmm. Like any woman in business, we all know this. This is like not, this is not a secret. This is what you go through. Yes. So once you got over the place of like making the decision, yes, we're moving forward. How then did you sort of check the other thing, the other boxes that you had promised yourself you were going to change? You're no longer wanting to do this on your own. And obviously anybody who's ever been in business with a business partner knows that that's a very different situation than being on your own. And there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Right? I promised myself I would like never have another business partner. <laughs> and now I have three. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the involvement of that. Like, tell me how it came from declaring, potentially declaring bankruptcy and like, not sure to making this full circle change. Like, what did you put out into the world to feel like this is where we're heading? Well, first I just, when I decided to fight for it, I told all the women at the well, I'm going to fight for it, girls. I was very open. One thing about the well is we're transparent. We do not hide, obviously from this podcast, you can tell there's no yes. hiding what's really going on. Yes. I told the members, like, I don't know. This is where we're at, but I've decided to fight for it. Here's what I need. I'm going to rent desks. I'm going to do this. Here is what I need. That is a huge statement that a lot of us struggle to say. Well, I said it because it was that or nothing. This is what I need. Okay. It mattered enough to me. The well, if if you know, you know this about me, it matters to me so much. Because it doesn't make sense otherwise, what, why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, it just matters to me so much to have these women have this community. I, yeah. Um, so as soon as I made that decision, then I was like, okay. I just started noticing, you know, who would I want? Well, obviously Leanne, she's been there since day one. Yeah. Helping me, advising me. I paid her. She was one of the people I took off. (laughs) Hey, if I make her a partner, then do I have to pay her? Right. How do I spin this around? (laughs) 
mark. Um, and then I was thinking, who who is nothing like me? Because we can't have anyone like me. We can't have another Tammy in the room. That's been like exhausting. So who's like nothing like me, but exactly holds all the strengths I don't have that I need, that the well needs to grow? And who wants it? Who said it to me? So the interesting thing is if you go, if I go back over those few first years, I mean, we've only been doing it for three years, so it can't be that far back, but right. women have said to me, they wanted to own it mm. in an, in a loving, not, um, not like, um, a, not like to take it, but yeah. they like, Hey, if you ever, you know, if you ever think about I, I really like this. They business. wanted like, to buy into what was being created because well, they I love some shares. Like, is there any way I could just like work for share? Like yes. the, the women who I brought on had planted that seed in me. It mm -hmm. is important to say what you want. Yes. They both they said what they wanted, just like I said what I needed. They had said it before it was natural. And all, also they, again, they were a compliment. We, we compliment each other and we kind of, the four of us sort of were so different, but we all have the shared vision. And when I heard them, it was funny. I, I approached them, even approaching them. I was so nervous. I made a pitch deck. I'd never made one before. And of course it was all emo. It was all like my feelings about it. And because I don't know how to make like a pitch deck to like sell people on things, but I just put it out there and they said, yeah, which is huge because we had to like we signed a shareholders agreement with a lawyer like they yeah. own it it's a they're committed like we're not just high-fiving we're not just high-fiving this and being like hey yay we're partners this is legit yeah like sometimes yeah. I'm like did you girls <laughs> like do you realize you signed <laughs> thing I'm still majority shareholder right like there's still these things yes. that because the vision is really important to me that the vision remains yes the same yeah. um so they said, yeah. And that was a huge boost for me to realize that people believed in it enough. Well, that mean that must mean it's something yeah. like that. Honestly, the confidence it gave me, I was like, well, if they believe in it enough to do this and to put their energy and time and sign, then they must, it must be real. Like on, I think for these last month or two, I've been really realizing, um, the potential, mm. which keeping I'm, it small was safe. And yeah. I was sabotaging self sab. I was well sabotaging a bit to mm -hmm. keep it small because that was safe. Um, now we just, let's just do it, you know? Well, it, and you're totally right. Like that is confidence boosting and it's life-giving for them to be their energy and faith in what is happening here is able to take the weights off of your shoulders and be able to let it turn back into energy again, rather than yeah. it being a, Oh man, this is all on me feeling yeah. type of scenario. That is so amazing. So how do you, now that you've moved into this new physical space where anybody who's an online only member who doesn't live here and has never actually been to the physical space, nothing's changed, right? Like it's just happening the way that it is. But for the people that are able to see this, how has this new space sort of evolved how the well is able to show up for women and how women can like, I guess, get involved in new ways because the space has mm -hmm. different things than what the old space did before in its size and just the way that it's laid out and what can happen there. The old space was really sweet in terms of being really like lots of character 
very much a creative space, really geared as a photographer, really geared towards the arts. Um, the new space feels like super professional. It's just like really legit. That's how I feel in the new space. I feel um, more confident and I can't believe we have it. Like sometimes I walk in it and I'm like, I still, I don't understand it's, how we got it's there. It's like a makeover. It's like a makeover yeah. show where you're like, oh yeah, she's feeling it. She's feeling oh, yeah. it. She got her makeover and yeah. it still is so well. Like anybody that's been in the yeah. old space and now in the new space, you walk in and you're like, oh yeah, this is the well. It's like a snapshot still of the coziness that was created there and that feeling and like your furniture and the pieces that you had, the beautiful, cute pieces that you had in the old space are there. So it's like, come over. It's not all different, but yeah. there's still definitely well vibes, even though the space is completely different, which goes to show that you've created something that's meaningful. It's not it, it just the space. Yeah. It doesn't need the space in order to exist. That was just a space. And the reason the space was special was because the well lived in it, just like this space is special because the well lived in it because the yes. well is the women, the well is the yes. community. Um, but now we have desks. So we have women who can have a desk and they can utilize our meeting space and they can utilize our creative studio so they can do content creation videos. They can rent it to host workshops and events. And we have an outdoor garden and- Oh, and, and the parties that we're gonna throw there someday. <laughs> Woo! And I love that our kitchen, this is like such a, well, we have three bathrooms for one, which is crazy. Like, what? We're like down the hall, which is wonderful. <laughs> and the kitchen is closed off. So in the old space, it was open, which was great. But remember like doing dishes, like- Challenging, at the yes. Challenging from an event perspective to keep yeah. things like above board. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, noise volume and things <laughs> like that. Now we're able to separate, rent the studio while people are working at the desks. It's not like, oh, you can't be there today working because this- photography rentals happening. Totally. Yeah. So it's increased our ability to host and we're much more usable. I think one thing I do want to mention is the dream of the well, like this can't exist during COVID, but we can put things in place now to get ready for it. But the dream of the well is that we would have cohorts, especially now that everyone's familiar with that word, cohorts <laughs> in different co-working spaces and women's homes across the country. Mm. So you'd be a member, but you'd meet with the people in your community and do working well and do coffee and connection in a space there. And it doesn't have to be a paid space. So we'll always be the, the, um, the hub, the, the headquarters. We like yeah, to call it the headquarters. HQ. We'll be the HQ well, the original OGHQ, right? Yeah. And then there'll be these plantings of the well in different places. So that is the big dream. And that's what we're working towards now with my team who understands how to do things like that. Yes. And it's actually very simple in terms of um, we all the programming's there. So it's just a matter of women in other cities gathering yes. together. Yeah. Yeah. So just so that... My listeners who are still like, okay, so I want to become, I love what you're, I love what I'm hearing. I love this, the sound of this, but how exactly do I get involved? And what does it mean to be a member versus like all of those things? So can you just give like a linear, Hey, so you've decided to become a member of the well and go through as to why there's benefit um, in this, even if you don't live in Saskatoon where this hub is, because yeah, you have people in the United States and all over Canada and like different places who are part of this. 
I love how she's like a linear. I'm like, have you ever seen me do anything linear? I'll try. It can be as tammy linear as you want. I'll try, I'll try to like envision it. Um, <laughs> so essentially, I think number one, membership is something that's hard for people. They're very non-committal. We get more non-committal as time goes on, fine. We do ask for a six month, but if you really hate it, it's okay, let us know. <laughs> We're not gonna hold you to a community you're not happy in. <laughs> Um, so essentially you would join as a, let's say professional member. We have a few different, but let's just keep it simple and stick with the professional. So that one, a monthly fee, you would sign up. Then right away you get your welcome email. We're so happy to have you. And you get connected to our Mighty Network. So we use a platform called Mighty Networks. And you can meet all of our members on Mighty Networks. You can see their pictures. It's kind of like having your very own private Facebook group is the best way to explain it. Yeah. So you can kind of like avoid social media in a sense because you're only in this group with these people that you are committed to growing with. So mm. all of our events get posted on there. So you'll see all of our events, all of our workshops, paid and the free and all the members. And you have like your own feed that comes in there. So that's step one. Then you can either submit a headshot or get a headshot, depending. And we put you on our profile. So we want to feature you. It's really important to us to share your voice. And then we also will give you opportunities to join a small group within our community as it grows and it's getting really big. So we want you to have, stay connected. And um, Kimberly and I are in a small group. We were the we test are. group. We, we were the beta, beta testers and it's been highly successful. Yeah. yeah. And then you will get, you will get Mona bugging you to do something. We want to hear from you. We want to either have you at show and tell where you get to pitch an idea, something you're working on that you're excited about in a very short time in a very safe group and receive feedback from women um, in our community. And, or maybe we'll want you to do a Friday mentorship. We want your voice to be heard. We want you to both receive from the well and we want you to give to the well. So it's very much that point of belonging. Um, and then from there, it just depends. I mean, I always say tr the more you come and attend virtually, or if you, you know, virtually, or at, if you come to Friday co-working, um, the more you will get out of it. Yes. So once a month is, is a sweet spot that you're not gonna feel overwhelmed by commitment, but you're going to feel like you're connected. Okay, well, I am officially excited about all of the things going on at the Well Collab, and I cannot wait for you to tune in next week for part two with Tammy Zudnik. Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is supported by Connexus. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.